0: Hey, hey, welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from my soul renegade sound studios right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. We're going to get right on into it this week. My special guest is none other than James Fluff Harley. Now, there's a lot of you out there that are probably wondering, Who in the hell is James Fluff Harley? Well, let me tell you who James Fluff Harley is. He's one of my favorite people on earth. I consider him one of my dearest friends. In fact, he's one of those guys who I believe makes the world a better place. I wish everybody had had Fluff in their lives. I really do. He's also an incredible producer, an incredible mixer, an incredible engineer. He had a huge year he and his buddy Chris Collier worked on the brand-new Korn record. He also worked on the posthumous Welcome to America by Prince. And, you know, he may or may not have worked on my record this year. The guy is incredible. I also wanted to go on a little bit of a detour with you because it's not necessarily about the musician's in this episode, but rather about the guys who make the music and musicians and those records that we love sound the way they do. And Fluff is an absolute master, so I hope you enjoy it. One quick note, please forgive me for the sound quality. I wasn't in the studio this week. Regardless, I hope you enjoy this. Check it out. My guy. What are you doing, dude? Yeah, chilling. Chilling?
1: (laughs) Are you in Bakersfield at this point? I'm still yeah, I'm still in Bakersfield. What are you
0: doing yeah. in Bakersfield, my friend?
1: Well, I've been I've been working with this band by the name of Corn. So yeah. I'm I'm up here and uh we just got some new gear, some new tape machines for doing some rewiring and, you know, modifying the studio and, and shit is currently what I'm doing while they're they're still on the road. I think Jonathan gets back next week sometime, you know
0: that's so, awesome man so how, yeah. do, how, how did you land that gig
1: with the parachute um <laughs> I uh actually funny enough uh, my partner in crime Chris Collier hit me up this is like right in kind of the beginning of the pandemic yeah mm-hmm. and he calls me and he's just like hey you know I have a question for you I'm like uh okay and he's like so I've been you know doing some stuff with with jonathan davis i'm like and and you know chris has worked on the last two corn records as, as an engineer and i'm like oh he's like yeah and they they want to you know take some take some of this time right because of the pandemic to you know write. they want to like write an ep i'm like okay he's like would you want to engineer it for me because you know their room is an old school room with tape machines and SSL and Neves and the whole, you know, whole nine yards. And he's like, uh, it's not really my forte. You know, my forte has always been more more in the box. And I'm like, sh- sure. He's like, you know, there's some ghost in the machine that we'll need to iron out and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, sure. I'll come up there. Fuck it. You know, Seems like a good time. Chrissy's my boy. And you know, so I came up and I met Jonathan and, and we talked about some things. Um, you know, I remember Jonathan kind of being like, well, hopefully we get two songs written in two weeks. And I'm like, OK, you know, like I, that maybe that's the pace. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like everybody's different. And that two weeks, I think we crushed seven or eight. Yeah which is, like, fucking unheard of. So, uh, you know, at that point, we came back and wrote some more. Just Everything just started morphing, honestly, from writing an EP to possibly doing an EP to now we're writing an album to now we're just going to do a fucking record and, like, <laughs> and here we go, Harley, order a bunch of fucking analog tape and get, you know, and then uh, I, I haven't left the, the Vortex since May 2020.
0: God, that's crazy. And the new you know, record is... It's slamming. I, I, yeah, I,
1: thank you. Like, Jonathan is a guy who's multi-talented, you know, plays multiple things, just a super uber creative cat, right? And what I really appreciate with him in a lot of ways is he kind of reminds me of, of, of the little guy. But he way more chill than the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> and – um he really just loves the art of making records. Like this is where this is this playground. This is where he has fun. He loves to experiment. He loves to do all this stuff. And I'm very much the same way. Like you, you know, it doesn't matter to me. He throw out the wackiest idea. I'm like, let's get at it. We we just started making it. And we did all a lot of it was on, on analog because he John, again, like John, a guy. He doesn't like to make the same record twice. You know, he's just like, well, we already made that fucking record. And this record, you know, he wanted to. A lot of analog, and I, I don't know if it's because I came into the fold. I don't really know what that trigger was, but, you know, like, even the, the Studer machine wasn't even rolled in until after I was up here, and they're like, well, you should fucking roll this in again, you know, and it's like, all <laughs> we're talking, you know. So maybe it's just me being around and him knowing that I, you know, make records like that or have made records like that in the past, a lot of records. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we did a lot of analog, and it was – kind of a time-consuming process of sorts you know um i mean tape's very expensive and um it took a, a lot of tape and there's a lot of budgets out there <laughs> like in, in indie budgets that that i mean that's literally like what we spent on tape right so oh my God. um the term and we had it written on the board tape on the console it was just violent and ugly that's the only thing chris and i it's like Everything we do, it just needs to be violent and ugly. Nice. Right? Because we're just like, we want it to sound, homage, if you will, of, you know, follow the leader issues, untouchables. Okay. Right? Like, throw it back. And we, that's basically how we made it with all the analog. Like, we, we only fixed shit that needed to get fixed. Like, we didn't, like, record Ray on tape, dump him into fucking Pro Tools, and then grid him. Right? Right. And a lot of it would be spot editing. We wouldn't like throw any, like Ray's not onto a grid at all. We used our right. fucking ears, right? So, right. Um, but that was kind of the thing. So it was, you know, to fast forward, was, when the first single came out, it was very, you know, it was interesting to be like on these forums, like Reddit and shit. And everybody's like, they, they caught up on that vibe. Cause they're like, oh, it's like follow the leader issues, untouchables. You know what I mean? Which I'm like, right. fuck yeah. Then we, then we did what we wanted to do. Right. Exactly. So, um, But, yeah, the the, the making of the record, it was kind of time-consuming in the way of just how analog works. And, you know, we'd do things, and then we'd dump it to tape. And then, that you know, then it'd have to get phase-locked to the computer. And then we'd, you know, dump shit back. You know, even, like, Jonathan's vocals, you know, he'd have fucking 40 tracks of vocals. And then that'd all get dumped to tape. Unbelievable. And then then two tracks at a time, you'd get re-ingested back in the computer through his mastering converters. Like it's the, you know, I just love Jonathan because he's just, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like we're shooting out new master clocks, you know, like the new Lavery against the atomic clock. It just, you know, like just we're on such a scrutiny level of like, you know, it's, it's insane, but, uh, uh, you know, we're both kind of nerds that way. So, um, you know, so yeah, that that was great. You know, I definitely got my audio test kitchen on right in the middle of the corn record. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's cool, but I think, I think the biggest difference that, that people hear is just the amount of analog tape. That's awesome. Because there's, there's a thing there, there's definitely a character to it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, you know um, yeah. Just a lot of vintage, vintage, stuff. vintage well, stuff.
0: It's awesome to like, it's awesome to hear you talk about this, You know, with with the passion and the fervor that you have, because, you know, I've I've known you for quite a while and you've always had that. What I'm really wanting to go after, man, is that that passion of yours, your philosophies, your um, your fluffisms, (laughs) you know, um, things like that, things that set you apart. What makes you you as opposed to other engineers or producers or whatever? Who are you? Fluff? Who are you? Um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that meditates a lot. You know. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's one of those through the course of. This is really probably not going to make a lot of sense to anybody, but I feel. You know, I don't think I'm the world's greatest engineer. And maybe I am. I don't know. It seems so fucking weird for me. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't even like, when I have friends that can contest to this, like they'll give me compliments and I'm just like, Ugh. or we'll meet somebody and it's like, oh, he's currently, you know, and I was like, Ugh, shut up. Like, Ugh. I don't even like to talk about it. You know what I mean? Honestly. <laughs> um, but I look at myself as more so just like a, a, a facilitator, a creative facilitator. So, you know, if it's working with the little purple dude, or working with Jonathan, or with Corn, or with Chrissy, or with you, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, you can attest to this. It's just kind of like, what are we trying to do? Blah 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 blah. And then taking the reins and just trying to get it to to the finish line, right. right? So again, it's like there are people that, you know, um, maybe Jonathan wants to do something, and there's some people in the room that are like, uh, you know, and I'm just like. Well, you're spending more time trying to talk them out of it. If we just fucking did it, we'd be done ten minutes ago, right? And Then we can actually make a you know a, a, an actual conversation about it. You know, it's you know, so I'm just like yeah, just like a facilitator. What what do they want to do? They want to do this. Here we go. Let's make right. it happen. Right. And I think just that attitude, right? Um, I think that just kind of keeps the creative energy going because you know like with the last corn record i mean they've even said in interviews like this is the most fun they've had in a long time making a record right because well, you're
0: there man yeah i mean we are a ton of fun you know,
1: yeah i mean you know <laughs> i think that's a, another reason why why collier brought me in you know it's just like ah, he's gonna be you know he's gonna hang hard with these dudes and make everybody laugh right but and i, and I do like to laugh but I'm also a very hard worker. There's a there's a time for fucking dick jokes and there's a time to, like, you know, <laughs> um, get get things done. Right. And, and it's one of those of just, again, facilitate and try to facilitate the creative process. And I always try to stay, you know, ste- steps ahead. Right. You're always constantly reading the room and you're like listening. And if they want something, you know, like if I hear something like, for example, of Ray's talking about a song. You know, during the writing sessions that we worked on yesterday, and this bridge part that we did, like I'm already moving over to to that portion of the session and trying to find it with fucking headphones on while I'm muting the speakers and just like, you mean this, dude? And they, right. you know what I mean? It's like that shit that keeps it,
0: it keeps it flowing, keeps it, keeps them it going. In, in Their
1: fucking yeah, it keeps it going. It keeps them in their zone, right? So I, I tend, you know, I mean, I think any dumb dumb can can get a kick drum sound, you know. So there you go. I think, I think what, where I really excel is like, I'm just a facilitator. I mean, I, I think I'm a pretty good engineer too. Right. But I, I just think that like, that's, that's, that's where I have it on a lot of people I, I hear you ability to facilitate and what my interpretation of what that means is. Right?
0: right. So,
1: um, and I mean, I think that's one of the things why the little dude liked me.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, kinda... I kept
1: him going, I kept him going like, fuck dude, I had him going for months. <laughs> Without having technical problems or, or any type of stoppage or whatever, right? I mean, even Rick, who was his P at the time, was out. He's like, dude, we've we've never gone this long yet, you know. So, like, I had him like rolling, right? So, I, and again, but it was just like, I'm the guy. I'm, I'm, you know, I just, I just facilitate, and I don't make it about me. And you know, Chrissy and Jonathan and all those guys can attest to that too. It's like I don't, I don't like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get. You know, my, my, my name's plastered everywhere Sure. where there are people out there. There are people out there that quite frankly, aren't that good that are really good on marketing themselves Right. where I'm kind of the opposite. And, and Chrissy is the same way. That's where I think a lot of Chrissy and I work well together other than we're kind of like the yin to the yang, you know, I cover his weaknesses and he covers my weakness. It's like, I mean, we're definitely like puzzle piece together, which is great, but we have the same kind of philosophies. like a lot of the marketing type stuff, Honestly, we just don't care about we're, we're just two dudes that will keep our fucking heads down and be creative and just let the outcome. Do all the talking, you know, because there are definitely people out there that will just talk, 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 talk. And you're like, oh you know, whatever, right. whatever, whatever. And it's not saying that they don't have talent and they don't have a place. Right. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, but there's some out there where you're like, man, you're doing a lot of interviews for not doing shit
0: right <laughs> what I love about you man is the fact that that you've worked with so many people so many different genres and you're able to speak that language and 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 you are able to be not just a facilitator because I mean that's I understand where you're going with that and I and I, I can say sure absolutely yeah I think that that's one of his strengths that's, that's great but dude, you're also a creative, you know, and this is something that that a lot of you guys may or may not know. At this point in time, I have this new record out called Saints and Sinners. One of the most cool things was during the making of this corn record that we're talking about, Fluff was working with me on mine during that time. And it's amazing to me because not only, boy. It, not only is it like, you know, are you doing this, this amazing record with corn, But man, you're... You and I are having these really fulfilling, (laughs) fulfilling conversations about, you know, about my stuff, about my work, about what you're hearing, about what I'm hearing. And it just I mean, that creative process was one of the most fun times I've ever had, quote, unquote, in the studio because we were we were doing this, uh, you know, via mail. But yeah. it felt like I was right there with you, man. And I loved that communication. It made me realize full on, you know, that that you are a creative. So, yeah, I, I'd love to kind of dig into that a little bit more, if you will.
1: Well, I just think that, you know, again, you know, I mean, some of it was just me facilitating. But, I mean, you know, uh, to, to me, engineering and production are, are so different different hats that need to be worn. You know, um in and in and, 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 you know, on on, the, on a production side, I get, I guess I just feel like you're just trying to make each song the best it can be and try to make it as compelling, right? Well, you know, it, it's it's the whole adage of you want people to listen to it again, right? Like when it gets done, the idea would be that they want to listen to it immediately again, right? Right um that's kind of what it was you know in in your case i just remember you know what i really loved about you and working with you was you know be like hey you know we, we need this solo or we need can you re-sing this or can you redo this this left guitar or whatever you just you do it like like you know some people <laughs> Again, but you come like I feel like you come from more like an, an old school like approach, and it's the approach that I'm really into because, you know, there there are people out there that will play a guitar track and then they'll fucking time it and then they're just like, eh, and then they're flying parts around and try to make it fucking perfect. And by the time you get done with it, you're like, this is so lackluster that I ugh. like with you. It's like, hey, I, I I need this. And also, they get another track in like fucking twenty minutes,
0: and and you know, and it's like.
1: It might not be perfect, and maybe there's a couple spots in there that I need to nudge around or whatever. But the emotion and and the grease and the character and the vibe of what needs to happen is all there. I mean, there's a reason why the record feels the way it does, and it's because you know you and I mean you and Tucker and how you guys push and pull around each other. Right. To be honest with you. Thanks. And I mean, and and that type of synergy and what that means as a connection, you know, emotionally to like listeners. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, again, like on an engineering side, it's a, it's a whole different hat. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, facilitate and, and, and keep the process going. And, you know, Chris and I have a really good relationship to where if, if I'm really hearing something, cause I, I don't just, I don't overstep boundaries. Right. I'm like that guy. Like I stay in my own fucking lane, Right. Um, but if there is something that I'm hearing, you know, and there, there was a couple times on the last record where I just, I'd pull him aside and I'd run it by him and he'd, you know, and then he'd, Hmm. And then get on the talk back and, and I, he, then he would explain it. Right. You know, right. and then he'd get the band to do it or Ray to do it or, or whatever the case may be, you know, but it's something where, you know, we work so well together because it's just like, that's your role, bro. Like you, you, you know, <laughs> you tell me how you want it to kind of be or what we're trying to go for. And then I will, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll stay in my lane working on that. And you, you know, like, you know, it's just like a team, right? Like we don't yeah. need two fucking producer guys in here. And and I'm totally happy. Like, you know, it's like, fuck dude, you, you do that. I'll worry about this and fucking dumb analog tape and splicing shit. And fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Cause he, you know, Chrissy just doesn't give two shits about that shit, you know. <laughs> like, eh. I'm like, you want you want me to show you this? Nah, you know. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I'm like,
1: ah, there you go. Well, you know, on, you know what I mean. So, um, you know, there there are people out there. They're like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. There are people that I feel like there's a real type of connection and synergy in the studio. And everything just clicks, and the energy just feels great. Like, you and I have that. Chrissy and I have that. I have that with corn. You know, it's just like, and then there are times where for nothing, you know, where you're like, man, this ain't, (laughs) can't put a finger on why it's not working. Right. But it's like, you know, mayonnaise and peanut butter. You're like, oof, this ain't good. You know. (laughs) 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 That's
0: a great analogy.
1: You know what I mean? Where it's like, and you can't really fault anybody. Other than it's just like, mm. it's for whatever reason, it's like like nothing's clicking, nothing, you know, maybe it's just musical backgrounds or, or, or whatever or what they want to do. It's not really your forte or, you know, because that's, you know, that, that can always be difficult. You know, the challenges are good because it forces you to think out of the box. And I think there's a lot of benefit when you get forced to think out of the box. But then there are times where you're like, the type of record you want to make is not even close to what I do. Right. So, I don't even know why you're looking at me to unless you really want to just try something new and it's an open fucking palette, but like you should be going over here cuz that person does more of what you're into.
0: Right, right. You well, know. it's amazing to hear that, dude, because you you are are, are quite versatile. And maybe that's, you know, I mean maybe. like how you came up, right? I mean uh um, yeah, for for those that, that, that may or may not know, Fluff came up under uh Tom Tucker, amazing yeah. legendary producer who is just the man, you know, and and, yeah, and, and very much missed. And uh, you know, good old Tom Tucker, man, he uh, he worked on so many different styles of, yeah, he of did. records. Is really? that how you became, you know, opened your ears enough or, or became versatile uh, within, you know, production and, and, and engineering.
1: I mean, I'd say it probably had something to do with it, even if I was unaware of it at the time, you know, when you're, when you're working on a, you know, singer songwriter or something from like Greg Brown or, or, um, Bill Ramsey or Lucinda Williams or something like that to the Japanese, you know, Yumi or, you know, Morris you know it's just like it's all over the place to you you know what I mean like that's how I first met you is through Tucker right right? right. so um it's like he had tons of different things you know he he had a pretty big big bag of of knowledge within these different musical styles as far as like well we're doing this R&B well this is what this needs to be like boom it's like oh we're doing you know blues rock that's what you know what I mean like he's like he knew those bags right um so I mean I think some of that probably had you know to do to to do with it again, not necessarily realizing it at the time, right? I mean once when you're in the middle of it, you don't really realize what's becoming an influence or not, you know. I mean I always knew what I listened to back in the day, which was a lot more of the rock stuff, you know. But I, I think through through that and through the the Petersons and, and the Cubbies and the Tuckers, and, you know. think they opened my ear to start listening to other shit for sure
0: right you know
1: i mean some of my favorite records are actually hip-hop snoop Dogg, baby boy
0: there you go there you go briefly go into i I, i'd call it almost like your timeline you know with with who you've who you've kind of worked with Who you know? Who stood out a little bit more for you? Because, dude, I'm just gonna throw this out here too. You had a killer year this last year. You had a killer year. Yeah, you know, no, you got a new corn record out, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, although posthumous, uh, uh, "Welcome to America" came out, Prince, and you were on that. You did that. That was that was you. So it's like, yeah, yeah, well, I worked
1: on some of it. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. But I mean, that like those are. Very notable and very different genres, very different yeah. artists. You know, this is the th- those are those things that fascinate me. It's not even necessarily the names, but what it is that they do and how you find your way in and around that. That's what I'm kind of after. You
1: know, I mean, I found myself with the little dude because one day, um, Morris Hayes. You know, I did a bunch of work you know, through Tucker with, with Morris Hayes, you know, and, um, at, at the studio master Mix, Right. And I just remember one day he just, he, fuck, I'll never forget. It was like a Tuesday at like 1230. And he called me and he's like, Hey, Cliff. you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what up Mo? He's like, I gotta ask you something. But before you answer, just know he's trying to be better.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, okay.
1: And he's like, Can you come out to Paisley tomorrow? And, and and meet and meet with the dude. I'm like, Yeah, I mean, you know, Morris has always been good to me. Right? And I think, you know, and I'm that guy. Like I'm 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 a loyalist to a fault. And I'm like, I got you. You've always been good to me. I got you, man. Like, I got you, dude. So, um, you know, he's like, Cool, man, you know. So I went out there and we literally started. I thought I was just gonna meet with him and talk with him. there and, you know, signed some paperwork and he, he comes in and he's like, Are you with me tonight? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Give me the lid drum machine, you know, I'm like, copy you and then we literally just boom, four days later we had ten songs demoed on you know, an <laughs> analog. And I'm just like, What what? This is gonna be the record, you know, I'm like Oh, shit, we're making a record. What? <laughs> you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I thought I thought I was coming out there to meet with them to see what's up, you know, like some type of interview process. And they were right. just like, can you be back here tomorrow? Yeah, sure. You know, it's like four <laughs> days later, it's all demoed, you know, and just like, you know, this is going to be the record. Start tomorrow. I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing a Prince record. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how it landed. Oh, God. I remember being like, I guess I'm for him now. You know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really contribute that, that gig to, to, to Morris, you know? I mean, Morris, I just, first of all, I think he's just one of the most amazing human beings, and his musical talent is, you know, just amazing. Like, he's sure. just, yeah, I mean, he's He's what we call crazy good. Um, yeah. Yes, he is. And he's just a cool cat, man. And he's one of those dudes that you just kind of, again, you want to be around. And he's just a good dude. And he just inspires, at least for me, he just kind of inspires me to be a better dude than what I was yesterday. Which, you know, quite frankly, everybody should just try to be better than what they were yesterday. Agreed. I good in, in, in the spiritual shit. But um, so, yeah, you know kind of how I got it and and again I think I got it because I think he just saw me with Tucker and how I worked with him and you know the amount of effort and just on top of it I was with with Tucker I think you know when Morris had come down the studio and we'd be mixing stuff I think you know I think he just saw that I think he just recognized that just like this dude can hang probably with, with the dude you know what I mean?
0: Right. Right.
1: And, uh, again, comes back to just being able to facilitate. That's amazing. Facilitated the shit out of, out of that gig, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, right. you know what I mean? Oh, so, man. and you know, and, and I, you know, I I mean, again, there's multiple times I've hit up Mo and just been like, dude, I, I, I owe you a lot, you know? And, and I still feel that way, legitimately, just like, he can call me tomorrow and be like, I need this. And I would fucking... There's not, there's not a lot of people I would drop everything for, but he's, he's one of them. Like, nice. like, I got you, you know? So, yeah. So basically that, that happened. Right. And then, uh, you know, I was, I had some things happen in, in, in my world and some, some deaths. Um, right. And then the little guy kind of died as well, obviously, um, everybody knows that, right? That's not. New Fucking news um, So then I ended up moving to Arizona With my wife And at that point my wife ended up Moving to Tokyo to take care of her mom And be with her parents And um, so I basically Did nothing other than Take a year off and Fucking meditate you know By a fucking bodhi tree and um, From there you know I was talking with another good friend of mine Who's actually a Minneapolis cat Alex Alana. Sure. And that was kind of the beginning stages of audio test kitchen. And we were starting to brainstorm and stuff. And then I ended up, you know, after my year sabbatical, I ended up moving to L.A. And um, I to be honest with you, I was pretty much almost out of the music making. Wow. business. Wow. You know, I was just I was in, you know, with with Kelly dying and, you know, and P dying, you know, six months after her. You know, I was just kind of in this weird you know, I didn't give two shits about being in the studio. I didn't, you know, it was just everything that, that, that all the, all that passion was just like that fire just wasn't there anymore, unfortunately. So, but I knew that I loved audio and and Alex won, you know, he had this concept and he wanted to start this thing and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, we, we, and then, you know, a couple, obviously other people, um, Ian, Ian Hatley and, and, um, like Jesse Ray and, and, um, we, we, you know, we got together and, and we, we did this thing called Audio Test Kitchen. And it's still going. And actually, we were nominated for a tech award this year. Oh, um, wow. Right on. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, so everybody out there. Yeah. Right. Vote for us. Come on. Man. And uh, so we got that. We got that kicking. And, and, and it's so funny because at, I think it was like the last Nam. Chrissy came came out and we had dinner and, and we hung out and all this stuff, right? Chris Collier and I, and it was like through that, like, I remember like we were, um, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was my buddy, Ryan Nelson, who works at, um, Electro voice. And he was asking me about audio test kitchen because we just launched it. Right. At that. I right. am. And, um, I remember just, and I think that's the reason why Chrissy almost called me a, because we were both like we, we good hangs him, between him and I. But, but I think he was just kind of like, Holy shit, the technical level that these guys are going at it. And that, you know, cause I was like leading the charge, right. As far as the engineering side of it. Sure. I think he was just kind of like, I remember there was a couple times at dinner at Nam. He's just like, Jesus, you know, <laughs> <laughs> So I you know it's funny cuz I think that was maybe I I could be wrong but I, I I my gut tells me that was kind of a a thing of of you know of like you know we might have some technical problems with the studio now but this fucking guy is going to get into like John Wick and just you know ga, 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 you know like <laughs> you know take it out and just like you know the dog so um but yeah, so basically that, that happened. Yeah. You know, as, as I, you know, I, I tell Christy all the time, it's like, I, I was pretty much out, you know, and then, and then corn happened, you know, I mean, I did a, you know, I was doing some, some gigs, but my main priority was turning into like audio test kitchen because it's just like, okay, well there's still like, I'm still in audio and there's a creative side. It's more of a scientific kind of a side to it. Right. Um, but I was totally, I was totally into it. Right. And then, yeah. I think Chrissy called me and, and then I kind of got roped back into making, making, you know, records, I guess.
0: Right? Oh, that's awesome though. So was it, was oh. it corn or was this experience that kind of relit that proverbial fire?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had a lot to do with it. You know, I mean, Hey, they're just really good dudes, man. Like, I mean, they, I mean, they really are. I mean, I don't know how they were fucking 15 years ago, 20 years ago, but like right now they're all like, they're just really good dudes. They're all family people, you know? um, And like I said earlier, they're all really creative. And Jonathan just reminds me of, a, you know, he's different than the little guy, but similar in a lot of ways. Interesting. Like Jonathan is, you know, like the little guy is a creative beast. Like don't don't let anybody fool you. The dude is a creative monster, you know. Um, and Jonathan, in in a lot of ways, in the same way, and you know, and Jonathan's played me stuff like really poppy stuff, or like you know EDM shit. You know, I mean, he, like he's got a lot of stuff that's different than corn. And some of it, I'm just like, dude, you got to release that. Like that's gonna buy you another house. That song is right. wicked good, you know. Um, but he's like the same way. He's just a very kind of creative dude and he loves a lot of different music and, and you know, he gets kind of, I think, maybe pigeonholed because he's a singer for Korn, but, like, he really is. Like, there's a lot more to that dude than what meets the eye, for sure.
0: I would love to hear, you know, a lot more yeah. of, a, of, of the other side. I'm so... Uh...
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't really talk, talk about it, right? But, like, you know, we've been talking about some possible other other stuff that's just going to be like well that's never been done before
0: you know nice wow you
1: know what i mean and um so but yeah he's uber creative and again he's just a very caring loving loving dude and his he's been great to me i mean the whole band's been great to me but he because he's the only one that resides in bakersfield right everybody else lives lives out out of out of bakersfield either beverly hills or nashville or whatever right um But you know, I I've i am I'm probably closest with him because I obviously see him the most, you know. I've been up here staying at, you know, there's a couple apartments here at, at HQ and you know, so I've been basically on site, right? Yeah. Um, and his family's really taken me in his family is amazing, you know, he really is. He's got great kids and you know, his sister's awesome and you know, his his girlfriend B is great, you know, just like really, really great. Yeah. So it's one of those where you're like, wow, everything just makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, I could just do what I do. <laughs> right. And I can geek out how I want to geek out. And it's not like, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's one of those that I think us crossing, crossing paths was, was very serendipitous because what he likes and what I do really align.
0: You know that's know awesome. That's awesome. So, and that, that makes me want to meet him because I feel the same way about you. So Yeah. 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 He's great. Right. That's awesome, man. That's awesome.
1: And that's all because of fucking Collier. Chris Collier. <laughs> you son of a bitch, you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Chris is my bro. Chris yeah. is my bro. But yeah, it, a it, in, in, in all honesty, it is true because, you know, there will probably be, you know, to give Chris credit where credit's due, there were probably a lot of dudes that, that would just be like, eh, I'm just going to do it on myself. Cause Chris is a really good engineer too. You know, he, it just, he doesn't, he's not really like this old school studio analog guy. Like I'm sitting here, you know, jonathan has got a big SSL, and Neve modules and pull And like, the, you know, like Chan, you know, he's just like, he's got everything. Right. Right. You know, so it's just different than, you know, Chrissy's upbringing, but with that said, Chrissy's also, he's a fucking monster, man. Yeah, he is. He's a monster drummer, he's a monster bass player, monster guitar player. The dude can sing, like, he is, he's a monster. So he's got, like, that's, you know, that's his yin and my yang is all of that technical fucking analog fucking bullshit that you know quite frankly not a lot of people are doing nowadays you know what i mean
0: right right which also makes uh the new corn stuff that much more appealing you know to me personally
1: yeah Yeah. i mean i mean i think so i mean i feel like there's so many records out there unfortunately that it's like they all sound the same and you can't tell half the time you can't even tell until the singer comes in that it's a different band you know i mean everybody's Going for the same guitar tones and the same drum sounds and the same, you know, where you're like, uh like back in the '80s and '70s and '60s, everybody had their own identity, right? You know what I mean? It's right. like, where's the identity at? So that's the other thing I really love about Jonathan because he just he doesn't give a fuck about any anybody else's identity. You know, I think I think he said it best in interview. He doesn't want it to sound like it's been done in a computer. you know what i mean like you're just like where's you know to me i'm like where's the identity like yeah didn't
0: they just play this like five minutes ago you know yeah Yeah. totally yeah right
1: where where that's not what he wants to do he wants to be i mean they're fucking corn for fuck's sakes right it needs to be different he wants it to be different and that's what i love about him he's a leader not a follower right i fucking said that i say that shit all the time and you know that because i've said it to you multiple times it's like Be a leader, not a follower. Exactly. There you go. You want some hot advice, people out there listening? There you go. Be a leader, not a follower. That's the best advice I can give any artist. Do you figure out what that is and do that? That's all the Prince did. That's all the corn does. Yeah. This is how they want the song to feel. This is you know what I mean. It's like a combination of of five dudes, and this is you know they make their music. That's what makes it corn. Exactly. It's those personalities. So We're not second guessing anything or trying to do anything, right?
0: So, so when you are approaching something on a production level, when you are producing somebody, and you have that mentality, you have that vision, you have that that advice of do you be you. Yeah. How do you get that across to your artists when you're recording?
1: I mean, I think it's. I mean, I think every artist is different, right? I mean, I think some of it is just, you know, you might come across a certain section or a certain piece within the song and you know, either it's not working for you being for me, right? And then mm-hmm. I will spark the conversation about it and try to figure out what are they trying to say, what are they trying to get it to portray, what they, you know what I mean? And you know, and trying to get some insight. And then you you know, you, you just you just try to Help them get it there. Like, I mean, I, I feel like the, and again, there's gonna be a lot of people now that are 100% gonna not agree with this. But I feel like you know, the producer's job, the engineer's job, the mixer's job be to not be heard or seen. Right? Like, technically, if you take a band, let's say Fleetwood Mac, right? <laughs> On one side, you have Fleetwood Mac and they have a great song, you should be able to do everything that you need to do to accentuate and to make that song really come alive. And then that should be different than if you're working with a band like Iron Maiden. Although all you're doing is you're just doing the same process, but it's like there's so many people out there, again, what we were just talking about, where you're like, oh, well, you could tell with this producer because every one of their records sounds the same.
0: Right, right.
1: You know what I mean? And I go like, how the hell does Fleetwood Mac sound like Iron Maiden? They shouldn't. Ken Valdez should sound nothing any like Wayne Shepherd. Ken Valdez is Ken Valdez, man. We need to figure out what Ken <laughs> Valdez is and make Ken Valdez, Ken Valdez. Done. Right? You know what I mean? It's like right. you listen to Ken Valdez. I mean, in my own opinion, I don't hear me. There's nothing that sound There's nothing of Ken Valdez that sounds like Corn, or Prince. I, th- I think that's that's another thing about me It's like I I don't think I've ever made the same record twice,
0: and I've tried.
1: That's you amazing. There's a part of me that there's a part of me that goes, guys that I can do that, fuck. And I've tried and I've failed. And I'm like ah, I don't know. I don't know how they do it, man. In all honesty, like I don't I don't get that process, man. And. Um, and kudos to them. There's part of me that goes kudos. Part of me goes the other side of that is like, I mean, are you really doing it service? Cause could it be more if you took yourself and your stamp out of the, out of the equation? Right. Right. Could it be? I don't know. I mean, I guess that's up for, you know, the, the ear of the beholder. Right. But, um, you know, I don't know. That's just my own two cents. That's I mean, a- can you imagine if the Beatles sounded just like the Stones?
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I mean, because that's the world we live in right
0: now. I completely agree with you. And I guess like, that's the other thing, too, know. though, right? I mean, technology has kind of come to this point where anybody can make a record.
1: You know, just because you can doesn't mean you should be. You exactly. Know I mean? like, um, and again, it's like, I don't know. There, there, there are people out there that, you know, they could operate Pro Tools and they call themselves like an engineer. But I'm like, you're not really you know there's such a deeper level of what that term means
0: right and this it's is like, what i, I was talking this, about this is that artistry that i was talking about because it. It, yeah. it, it does it goes it goes so much deeper and you you are an artist my friend make no mistake about it you know oh, thank you facilitator that. cool yeah <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're an artist man <laughs> there you are an artist there brother
1: there, there you go but i mean it's i mean it's the same thing. i watched this one interview with First, Lord algae and he was just kind of like, you know, well, what makes you a mixer? You know, I'm just spending <laughs> my whole career to get, you know what I mean? And it's just like, what? you Just because you can mix something in Pro Tools, that that you know, and it's like, I mean, I think there are people out. There, I mean, again, it's that weird like they've opened the 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 floodgates, so people have that outlet, and I think some of those people should be hurt. Yes. There's a lot of people that shouldn't, shouldn't be heard. And there's a lot of people that aren't doing their homework. There's a lot of people that don't know on an, like on an engineering level, why something is the way it is or, or, you know what I mean? Like phase or, you know, what makes this compressor sound this way compared to, you know, like, like, you know, they're just like, I'll just stick a gazillion plugins on it until it's doing something I like. Right. you are like, well, that's not okay. Well, now you're just fishing. So yeah,
0: no, perfect. exactly. So I mean, but, you know, ultimately, it's. Uh,
1: but hey, who am I to judge how how somebody can be creative? You know, that's sure not, that's not my place either, right? But sure. I
0: mean, we all we all started somewhere. I, I, I get yeah. that. Like, but at the same time, there's a you know there's a a case to be made for people that actually you know put the work in, put the time in, put the, the that dedication. You know, pay the dues, yeah. if you will. Um, yeah, you know, and learn. Most people
1: don't want to pay their dues nowadays. Yeah, they, you know, most they, people they want to get right into the hot seat, and it's like,
0: dude. Same with same with music, man. Like same with with being yeah. an artist. It's it's one of those things where they don't hone their craft. They don't they don't take the time to to work on that craft. A lot of what yeah. it's so interesting to hear that because, uh, you know, I have this conversation constantly about the fact that we live in a world of instant gratification yeah you know i mean everything from 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 streaming music instead of like actually going out and buying the records listening to the whole record you know yeah. yeah i mean everything to like you know getting record deals because you go on a, on, a, on a game show yeah you know what i'm saying right. this is how you this is, this is how you become a success is you go on a game show and and and, and you win it or you you know, that, it just, it, it blows my mind. And it's it's just, so
1: weird where you're like, why are you famous?
0: It goes hand in hand with what you're saying too. So it's not just on, yeah. you know, the musical, you know, the, the actual musical side, but in the production and, and engineering side as well. You know, you put that time and you you hone your craft. Yep. Yep.
1: I mean, 100%. And, and again, it's like just keep them in the zone, man. <laughs> That's That's, it, it, I mean, it's just so there are people out there and I've seen this and, you know, I'm probably, I'm definitely guilty of it back way back in the day of curbing people's creativity because of something I wanted to try to achieve sonically being, you know, while you're getting drum tones or guitar tones and, and you know, and, and what I've, what I've learned and here's another great piece of advice but what what i've learned in the course of my time is you know you're better off throwing up and getting drum tones in 20 minutes to get a drummer that's feeling it to get that performance than to curb him and spend four hours getting drum tones you know what i mean it's just like you 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 know if whatever it takes to get the artist comfortable to keep them in that zone because then they're going to perform better They're going to play better, and it's going to sound better. There it is. Bam. So stop making it about you and make it about them, because we're here to facilitate them. There you go. Yeah. James Harley, School of Fucking Engineering.
0: (laughs) Very easy. Well, I know that we're kind of coming down to the uh, bitter end of this whole thing, but I I wanted to kind of ask you, you know, we'll get into this a little bit. What are some of your favorite, you know, records, sonically or or production wise sound wise
1: some of my favorite yeah oh man i, I kind of go all over the place yeah I, it doesn't like even have to
0: be for... musically but just what what was captured like what got your attention aside from <laughs> yeah. the music of course but you know that we got to start somewhere
1: well i'm 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 a guy that like i tend to like buy records from people that i i like so i'm a huge like Randy Staub fan you know i think he did this he did this Motley Crue record, the self-titled, when they had the other singer, John Karabi.
0: Uh-huh. That
1: is just so good um, on a sonic level, right? You're just like, God damn. Like, listen to those drums. Listen to those guitars. Like, Jesus. Um, You know, I love that. I love, like, Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Fuck. Bruce Wydin. So good. So good. Like, you know, so it's like I, I listen to things for, for different for different reasons, unfortunately. That, that's kind of the downfall. It's hard, you know, the records I used to love when I was growing up, now I listen to them and all I, all I hear is the faults. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, that sucks. But, you know, they're, they're definitely, I mean, a bunch. Like, I just, you know, it depends on what, the, what kind of mood I am. I mean, honestly, I listen to a lot of, like, nature sounds. I listen to a lot of meditation music, like monks chanting and, and you know, I listen to a lot of that. Um, but when I want to get my jam on, it, it depends. But um, there's just a bunch of, like, the, the thing I've been really into right now, and it's a record from, I think, like 2001 that this producer, dude Don Gilmore, did with, um, I think, Andy Wallace mixed it. It's called Trust Company. And there's just something about it, like the guitars. and you know, I don't know. But I fucking every time I'm getting ready to walk, I just crank that, and I'm just like, ah, you know, just you know, you know. I also listen to Bette Midler. So if you guys want a little insight of how I get my fucking jam on, literally the first thing I listen to when I start my walk is Bette Midler, "Wind, Be- Wind Beneath My
0: Wings." True story. Are you serious? Or are you just saying? One
1: hundred percent. Wow. And it, and I listen to that. By the time I'm starting to get to the end of it. I'm usually in a really pissed place because I just force myself to listen to that fucking piece of garbage <laughs> song. And that goes immediately, immediately in the playlist. It goes to this song, Letch by Slipknot, which the opening line is, I know why Judas wept, motherfucker. That's what Corey Taylor says, and then the band kicks in. It's like it literally goes out of Wind Beneath My Wings, and I know why Judas wept, motherfucker. Damn, You know, I'm just like, ah, and then I'm like, you know, just fucking sweating. So, wow. but yeah, yeah, I got you know. <laughs> but I, I actually, you know, take the comedy out of it. I, I, I appreciate a lot of a lot of different musics, you know, because I think that's how. You tend to grow and, and to understand because they're all every genre. The sounds are put together in a different way, right? Right, right. and that's again a thing that Tucker is really great at because he could put together the sounds in R and B or hip hop or rap or blues or rock or pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah every genre, the sounds get put together in kind of a different, in a different way. So, you know, you could always learn and I'm constantly, I'm always constantly learning for sure. Um, but you could always learn from different, different things and different, you know, I do have to say the one thing I don't really like to listen to is polka music. And there's a lot of country out there that I'm not necessarily a fan of. Um, but there's some country out there that I like. I like kind of old school stuff. I love like Johnny Cash and you sure. know, like, like that type of stuff. You know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of my 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 thing, right? And if you guys have a chance, check out this band from uh, Illinois called Allborn. Chrissy and I have been working with because those guys they slay. Awesome, Allborn.
0: Yeah, I'd totally do that. But yeah. right, here's another yeah. one for you, man. What record do you wish you produced? Oh,
1: um, what record do I wish I produced? Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, I'd have to say Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Wow,
0: really? Michael Jackson Is there dangerous. is there something that you would do different on there or is it just try your what? hand at it or or just the uh, song no what? it's just
1: one of those like i think it's just done so well i think the production is done so well and i think teddy riley and bruce swedin just crushed you know and and it's so funny because like michael Jackson's not not necessarily like my favorite my favorite artist of all time is queen right right um but that record even to like today i'm just like damn it's like I have the same feeling when it comes to like Snoop Dogg's doggy style. I can still put that on and be like, this shit sounds so
0: good. Right, right.
1: Day standards. That was all, I think, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe that was all done old school on analog. and You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, Michael, Michael Jackson's dangerous because, I mean, I'm a huge Bruce Medine fan and I just think that, that record still sounds amazing and just the ear candy and just the things that, you know, they have like. They put like light fissures vibrating in, in. I think it's song two. Oh, where whoa. like it, it, yeah, yeah. I think it hits in the pre-chorus and like it, and and it's just one of those where you swear to God when you crank it in your car, it's your car that's rattling. It's like that type of shit where you are going like, this shit is so deep. That <laughs> shit in there to like fucking trick the brain of like the shit's fucking shaking.
0: Oh man! It's wow! Like, you know what
1: I mean? Where i right. go like, man. That that shit is like next level. I mean Michael is like amazing. And like, you know, Andy Andy uh, Adam Krinsky and I we were able to meet Bruce Odin, you know. Wow. Um and I I just remember him saying that like Michael never sang flat or sharp. And and if he needed to punch something in, he'd just do a whole nother take of the whole song.
0: Oh like, my gosh.
1: You know, Wow. You know? Yeah, Bruce was talking about it. He's just like, you know, like Billy Jean. I think the story is Billy Jean. And they were, he did like 99 takes, and they were comping, you know? And, and I think here's Quincy that came in, which is like, well, let me hear what you got. And they, like, listened to what they had. And he's like, all right, play me take two. And they played down take two as the entirety. And that's just like that's the one we're using.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm almost sure it's Billy Jean. But yeah, it's just that that type of stuff where you're like, that's, that, that's the talent. And that's the other thing I feel like people lose sight of is like the talent happens. I mean, you can't, you know, can't see me right now, but I'm pointing into the fucking performance area of the studio. Right. That's where the talent happens, man. The talent is not necessarily happening in the control room. Like, that's where we're, you know, we're capturing that. Like, that's, and I think that's been lost, you know, because a lot of it now is it's the talent in the control room. Wow. You know, and and again, I think that's what separates the men from the boys, the the women from the girls. And, um, you know, when you find a real band that has that, or an artist, I should say, that's got that type of synergy, record making has become somewhat easier because you're not trying to create that identity. That identity is already there. You're just trying to capture it without fucking it up.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. These are, these are the fluffisms that I love, man. Right? Yes, you know, yes, fluff. absolutely. Yeah. All right, here's so one I gotta more. I got to stay out of the way. You know? Here's yeah, one more for you. Who would you like to produce? Any artist? Let's do it. We'll, we'll go there. We'll go one living, one dead. Let's go, let's go two artists then. Dad yeah, would be Queen. <laughs> sure. Hands down. Queen. queen. For the dead artist,
1: for the living artist, who would I love to like work with right now? That I'm currently not working with. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, actually, you know, I think. Oh, actually, I I have two. Can I say two? Yeah. I I, I I'm a I really like Pink.
0: Wow. You okay. Know? Cool. Sure.
1: Um, I just think I just think that she's great, right? Um, I think Pink is just great. Um, actually, I got three, Go all different it. genres though. Do so it. one would be pink. Um, one would be Eminem. Wow. Okay. Because I'm a I'm a huge Eminem fan. Um, yeah, I just yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's Eminem or if it's just because I'm just a huge fan of Dre.
0: <laughs> there you go. Right.
1: <laughs> but I, I I do enjoy the majority of his body of work. And then the other, the other artists, it's a rock. And I, I mean, I would just love, and it's never going to happen, but I would just love to work with iron maiden. dude. Yes. Like, I, I mean, dude, work with Bruce. Oh, fucking kidding me right now. But th- those, those would be, um, the, the three.
0: That's but awesome. Just, I don't know
1: if those will ever happen. I'm I'm totally uh, happy to be working with Jonathan Davis and the boys.
0: Yeah, there you go. Kay. Right? Because they,
1: they they are uber creative, and it's and it's really it's really magical.
0: Chances it's are it's those it's, guys it's would it's probably good. want to work with Iron Maiden too. So.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, probably right. <laughs> Fuck, it's Iron
0: Maiden. You
1: know what I mean? So
0: exactly, exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah. All right, so before we go, I have one request. Yeah. You have you have the coolest of the cool. Give me a print story. I know that you keep some for yourself, but one that you'd like to share.
1: Uh, they ever tell you the time where he was constantly making me cookies? Did you ever tell you that story? <laughs> no. So we were working one night. I'm mean, <laughs> sorry. It was just, no, I mean, it was, it was, he's got a really, he had a really good sense of humor, right? I mean, he was, you really had to be on your A game with him. Right. And, and, you know, there's a lot of pressure I put on myself that wasn't necessarily coming from him as well. But but one time he left and he, and he comes back in and it's probably like two o'clock in the morning. Right. And I'm just exhausted and I'm sitting there just doing my thing and, and he walks up, you know, and he's not really a big guy. I don't think people realize what that means i guess is the nicest way of putting it but he comes up (laughs) behind me and he's like right in my ear and you can't hear him walking around because he's quiet like a mouse right (laughs) and he's just right there and he just gets down into my ear he's like would you like some cookies and i'm like kind of startled like what's that and look over and he's just he's like right there i'm just like what's that he's like "Would, would you like some cookies I'm like, sure, I'd love some cookies. It's like, 2.30 in the morning. Fuck it. Yeah, cookies. 100%. Make, yeah, I'd love some. Thank you. sick like, cool. And he like, you know, walks out. And I continue to do what I'm doing, and it's just like, <laughs> time's going by, and I'm just like, oh, well, whatever. You know what I mean? Because just there, there are times where there's a lot of times where I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> but then all of a sudden I got this knock. And I remember turning around, and I'm like, you know, on the far side of Studio A compared to where the door entrance is. I turned around, and there's Bria, who I've never met yet at the time, was like his girl, right? And she's just sitting there with this plate of like 35 chocolate chip cookies and this massive Fiji water. And she's just like, like wearing this red, like Grammy gown, right? (laughs) At this point, now it's like four o'clock in the morning. And she's like, uh, he said that he wanted some cookies? You know, I'm like, I'm just staring at her like, <laughs> who are you? Like, wh- what? Like, what is happening right now? She comes in and she sets them on the console and gives me the water. Here you go. I'm like, thank thank you. Right. And she leaves. I'm like, what? What is happening? <laughs> I Take a bite of cookie. And there's like, these, these, you know, these are, these are good cookies. Right. So I'm just like, I'm eating the cookie. And all of a sudden, he shows back up. I don't even notice him. He's just like behind me. All of a sudden, I see this hand. I have a cookie. Give a little bite. And he's like, pretty good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, just like, man, I got to go home. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking tripping right now. Like, what is happening? <laughs> fucking little man just made me fucking cookies. And like, I just, who's this chick in the gown? And like, what? And like, what? You know, I was just like. This is too much, man. I gotta, I, I need to get to sleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He he used to make me cookies.
0: I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. dude! You are yeah, one of was. my favorite people on earth, and I love oh, you. Man.
1: Well, I think I think the same way of you, my brother. Uh,
0: thank you, man.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Future is golden, my friend. Oh,
0: absolutely, and yeah, your future is golden right now too, man. You're 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 kicking so much ass, dude. I'm so proud of you. I'm no so pleasure. damn proud. Hey, well, another one in the books. Yeah, I want to thank my special guest this week, Mr. James Fluff Harley, one of my dearest friends, one of my favorite people. He's one of the good guys in the production, engineering, and mixing world, and, man, he's just a righteous soul. I hope that you guys enjoyed going on this little bit of a detour with me, because it wasn't necessarily about the musicians, but rather about the guys that make the musicians and these records that we love sound so good, right? And uh, of course, this guy in particular, you know, with his stories with Corn. If you haven't checked out the new Corn record, you should. And, and Prince. And then there's the, the outlooks and philosophies and the fluffisms. Man, they're inspiring and they'll stick with you. And he's just, he's a character, man. And uh, I wish that there was a lot more fluff in the world. Yeah, I think it would be a much better place. So thank you, Fluff, for uh, being on the show. If you do like this show and you want to hear more guests like Fluff, please check this out. You can lend your support by going to my Venmo. My handle is at Ken Valdez, and uh, any little bit helps, but it definitely keeps the wheels on this bus moving forward, keeps the show going strong, and keeps getting guests like Fluff on the air for you to enjoy. Also, go to my website, www.kenvaldez.com. There you can find more information about my music, about this podcast. You can also find me on my socials there. There's links there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. So find me there, and uh, I guess until next time, right? Be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.